Welcome to another episode of Black Boy Joy. You're here with me, Ainsley. Unfortunately, Kieran is not able to be here this episode, but it's all right because we are joined by a very fabulous guest. Um, I am pleased to be joined by Leah, also known as Divina Curse. She is a burlesque artist based in London. So welcome to Black Boy Joy, Leah. Hello. (laughs) 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 This is my first ever podcast. Your first podcast? Yeah, and I was kind of getting ready for it. And I was thinking, oh, I guess I need to do my hair. And then I was like, wait, no, I don't. No, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like taking my work Zoom calls to a whole new level where I don't wear any trousers to work. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully hopefully my colleagues aren't listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen like I saw a meme which is like on the one side of the meme it's like you know an email it's like uh, oh dear this person I hope this email finds you well mm-hmm. and then like on the other side it's like how this email finds me and you're just like in bed like naked like in a slum <laughs> and I've definitely 100% been like I'm that I'm definitely been that person like I've been in like zoom meetings when I had no clothes on before of an interview where like it's just like not appropriate like if the camera came on at any time then I would probably leave my job to honest with you. <laughs> I feel that so much <laughs> so I've noticed one thing I noticed immediately was that like when we were getting ready for the podcast you said oh like I'm gonna um I'm gonna like pop a tea on so you're one tea and I'm on like the red wine here I- as soon as I sent that message, I was like, that is maybe the most British thing I think I've ever said in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must get a tea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that our choice of beverage may or may not reflect like how the day has gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I've had a lovely day. So like, yeah. I'm fine to be on tea. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish I could say the same. I say that I'll take a sip of my sip of my red wine. <laughs> Been um, more of an what a, a day an evening to forget, but it's fine. We're here now. Exactly, we're here to have fun. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so which part of London are you in, by the way? Before um... I'm, I am so far down south. I'm a Croydon girl. So oh, sorry. And I sounded well Croydon when I said. <laughs> <laughs> so are you from Croydon or are you just living I'm, there? I am in Croydon and I am from Croydon. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm in Streatham, so you're actually not that oh, far. Yeah, not really not far, far at all. Yeah. yeah. I always say that, like, I'm not from London. You can probably hear I'm from Birmingham. So I always say that, like, Croydon yeah. is, like, the furthest south I ever, like, go to. Apart <laughs> from when I'm going on holiday, so I'm going to, like, Gatwick Airport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, for a flight. I'll make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, I'm like, if I need to get a flight, I get so excited when it leaves from Gatwick because I'm like, yeah, 20 minutes away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's a dream. Yeah, it's a dream come true. Oh, exactly. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I've been in London for like six years now. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't call myself an honorary Londoner yet. But I would call myself an honorary South Londoner. <laughs> oh, I love it. But I love, I love how you're claiming the South London because that is a thing. It is, Not one hundred percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. Like I would never. Yeah, I am a South Londoner. So I've literally started off in Battersea, then I moved to Ballam, then to Tooting, now to Streatham. So like um, each yeah. move I've made, I've gone like further south. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I was. I've seen. I've been to the north. I've seen it in brochures. I've passed through it on <laughs> um, on tubes. I've been to people's houses in the north. That's enough. I need of it. <laughs> I have. So my my boyfriend. He used to live in um, Neesden. That's just so far. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, when we when he was like moving down here with me, um, we like used to drive back. And every time I would drive over the river, I would literally be like. <sighs> when I got back into South London, like it feels good again. <laughs> I feel safe. <laughs> right, so I get to best like start talking about actual actual podcast shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I mentioned that you were a burlesque artist. Yes, I am like completely. I think I've seen. I saw my first burlesque act literally a month ago at the um, oh. RVT. And it was the very first time I saw it. 
so I like know like basically nothing about the art form. Mm-hmm. So like if I asked you like what burlesque is, like what would you say? Bur- oh, good question. Okay, so burlesque is different for everyone. So burlesque for me is like a way to express my inner like confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to kind of be someone else yeah. for me. And like that's, and I guess for some other people, it's completely different for like a woman or a man or, uh, or like anyone. Um, it's, it's completely different yeah. for, for each person. And like some people, it's a way to express their sexuality. And for some people, it's a way to be political for another person it's a way to express their heritage and for another person it's just it's art like Mm. complete art um i think for me and my character my character is like she oh she a hoe and i love it yeah and like (laughs) but she she a hoe but and she, her, another issue that she has is she thinks she has way more money than Leah actually has. Like, right, Davina okay. I feel like I'd get along. I feel like I'd get along with Davina already. <laughs> oh, Davina, don't, because Davina goes and she buys everyone in the place drinks, and then she comes home and is like, "Oh my gosh, I have Leah's bank account." <laughs> <laughs> Davina's the worst. <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, so. But when I, I didn't know if you were going to ask me this, but I'm just going to say it now anyway. Um, when I like first started doing burlesque, it was more of a thing for me. So I started when I was 25, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be. When I was 25. Or I was going to be 25. That's what it was. Yeah. And I just hate, like, and I still to this day, I'm not a particularly confident person, but I just hated the way that I looked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so over hating the way that I'd looked for like all of these years. Mm-hmm. And for like just just it was just boring at that point I was like I'm gonna be 25 and I still hate the way that my body is and Mm. I hate the way that I look and I am done I just want to feel good about myself Mm -hmm. and it that's what burlesque does for me it just like I never go on stage and don't feel good afterwards because when you get on stage people people are always super excited like no matter what you look like yeah they're they're always super excited for you to be taking your clothes off. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's great. Like no one ever sits there and like someone takes their clothes off and they go, oh, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. everyone, like the community that is there, everyone's mm-hmm. just so excited for it. At least that's my experience of it. I think yeah. I've been very blessed to be in like a, a phenomenal burlesque community mm-hmm. um, where they've like accepted so many different aspects of me and like tried to like help bring lots of different things out and I've seen so many like varied acts and stuff so it's not all just like a really slim white woman taking off her clothes and that's like one form which is like I think I think a lot of people will say yeah that's the form of burlesque that they their mind goes to yeah a very skinny white woman with big boobs who goes around with a fan and stuff but like yeah all the feather boas yeah but, yeah. but I've seen one of the last show that I did, um, one of my friends, Bella Fixation, she did one about like, she was in a gimp mask and blood came out of her mouth oh, wow. and she like took her corset off and she was like, don't tell me to smile because it's all about like men saying, oh, you look so much prettier if you smiled. Like there's so many different things and stuff, which is like so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It sounds like that particular that sounds like really conceptual, like yeah, have, like something to say and a way to like get that out on like when you get on stage. I I do love like a political um, burlesque number. I mean, my character. I've I've done one like one routine I have, um, which is about the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. um, which I was super umming and ahhing about as to whether I was going to do it because mm-hmm. I felt really strongly about doing this routine to the song All Right by Kendrick Lamar because I love yeah. that song and I love the message. Me and it just yeah. like, when, when everything was going on, I was just feeling so just, it was like PTSD. It was horrible. And I was just yeah. like feeling it so much. And I'm sure like so many people mm-hmm. were going through the same thing. And I just felt like I needed to do something to like creatively put this out there. And for so many like other black women, especially and black men as well, um, but 
I mean, I'm coming from the perspective of as a black woman, mm-hmm. but I wanted people to feel like it's gonna like it's gonna be okay, like we're gonna be all right and stuff. And I wanted mm-hmm. to put on like a routine that made me that made me happy and like yeah. that made me feel like this is this is gonna be okay because we're getting we're getting what we need to do done. We're getting shit done. Yeah. And um, I remember arming and arming and speaking to some of my my other black friends about it. And especially because I'm coming from a place of like extreme privilege as a mixed race woman, mm-hmm. I didn't want to like trivialize anything. Yeah. And I was really worried about like if people saw it, they'd be like, oh, she's just making fun of this. And it's not yeah. something to be made fun of. But for me, like it didn't feel like I was making fun of it. It felt like I was showing people like this is my artistic way to show you that like I care and it's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to a lot of my black friends about it and they were all like, yeah, go for it, do it. And so that was like my first ever sort of political routine I did. Okay. But but normally my character, she's just she's just there for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's just there to be sexy and she's just there to like my my thing is I like twerk in every single routine that I do. Okay. And like I do something with my butt in yeah. every routine that I do. Um just because I just love it. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, I mean, maybe it's my Caribbean heritage. It's yeah. like I came out the I came out the womb dancing to soca music. I got yeah. to be started. <laughs> like, like, but um, yeah, her thing is she like she loves she loves a twerk. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah. So you're saying you did do so the um, the piece that you wanted to perform, Black Lives Matter. You you did do it. You did yes, it. I performed it first in um, on an online show. Mm-hmm. and it was like I it's the most nervous I've ever been for a routine like even the first time I performed I wasn't as nervous as I was for this routine just because mm. it meant so much like yeah. it, it, and I just didn't want people to be I was like what if people are offended what if like everyone gets angry at me and like what if I'm what if they like, take it the wrong way and it's not meant to be taken the wrong way I just want to be a good person <laughs> so like that yeah, and yeah. everything was going through my mind even though like I'd spoken to my friends about it and like I gave them two routine ideas and I said, okay, I want like either I'm doing this one, which is like feathers and dancing around all sexy and there's not much context to it apart from I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's like I'm doing this routine because I'm like a black woman going through things and I want to show other black women that even though it's kind of shit right now, we're going to get through it and it's going to be amazing and we are amazing. and they said like this is it's my one of my friends my well she's like my sister she said to me no that you need to do like you need to do something that means something to you like mm. yes you can dance around with fans at any point and stuff mm. and there's nothing wrong with dancing around with fans that's great um but this is your time to like do something that's important yeah. and people will take it the way that they want to take it that's fine but you as a black woman are coming out and putting your heart and soul out to this this is your art form mm-hmm. this is how you express yourself yeah that's fine um so i did it for an online show um bella whispers cabaret they're really great um and they they were they were phenomenal with it and stuff and i had a bunch of my friends watching and i did the routine i finished it and like it was all on Zoom and stuff. So I was after, afterwards, I was there and I was like, oh my gosh, I've done it, I've done it, I've done it. Um, and I was really overwhelmed after I'd done it. Yeah. And I remember looking at my phone and my phone just like went mental. And all my friends were like, that was the best routine you've ever done yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and it just, it felt great. Yeah. And I did it on stage a few weeks ago um, mm-hmm. for the first time. And it, it was great. It just felt, it felt good. Yeah. And, it, and like people came up to me afterwards and they were like that meant like that was amazing because it like you, you could tell in your heart it meant something yeah to, yeah <laughs> that's amazing Thank i you. think that like the time that we've been in especially what the last what what four or five months especially mm-hmm. has been a time of like i guess the best way to describe it has been a bit of collective trauma Oh, yeah. like all the things that have been going on with um with like our black lives with things that have been going on in this country and in America and I think in times like this is the times of people who have an art form or who have a platform who have something to say do go out there and say it and do go out there and perform in the in their medium and get it out there because we need like we need ways to try and express that try and work to it together as a community 
Cool. And I think with you doing that is a wonderful way to one wonderful way of doing that and giving people that's sort of like giving something giving people something they can relate to as well. Yeah, and I think it's also because I think burlesque as well falls into um what's the word? It like it falls into a trap of being quite a white space. Yeah. And yeah. It, it does lean towards that. Um and I think a lot of people will agree with me um with that, even though like they don't want it to be that it just I don't know why but it just lends itself into like a very white space which is crazy because I mean a lot of the first burlesque people were like black women mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. but um but yeah so I think it was it was also very different it's a contrast to a lot of things that people see and of course there are like lots of phenomenal black um burlesque dancers out there mm-hmm. and burlesque artists like amazing people um but I think it does lend itself to being quite a white space, which yeah. seeing something which is so unapoti- un- unapologetically black is yeah. like, very different for an audience sometimes. No, I for sure. And I totally get, like, I think if I was doing something like that, even sometimes like us, do, us just being like black boy joy and also being like outwardly black and gay or black and queer, mm-hmm. even sometimes that is, that is like nerve wracking when we have like, we have, the logo and we have like the podcast recording for me to kind of like hide behind so it's like it's a podcast not just like me being on stage doing like my own thing and I there's sometimes when we release a podcast or I say something or we do something creatively about this then like I think it's natural for you to like wonder how it's going to be um how it's gonna gonna play with people especially since it's the quote-unquote a controversial topic or it's about like our lives or how do I so I completely understand that. Yeah. I mean, we've only met today, but I'm like really pleased that you actually did it and that it went so well for you. <laughs> so. It did feel, it, and like what you were saying, like it feels, it did feel a bit like therapy in a sense. Yeah. So like I kind of got what I, I, I'm, I mean, I haven't got everything I need to say out, but yeah. I, I got something out that I needed yeah. to say. I'm getting like the word catharsis, like that you've been like started to feel, like getting kind of like stuff that's in out there, which sounds yeah, which is yeah. which is great and um is a great outlet that other people can then get something from, and maybe from watching you perform that's like that sort of like hit a switch for somebody else who oh, may have like, viewed it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different like phenomenal things that burlesque does mm-hmm. because not only has it like helped me to like celebrate my own blackness and stuff mm-hmm. it it helps just it, it helps you feel it just helps people feel joy which yeah. is so nice and yeah. like confidence joy and i know that like my boyfriend he's so cute every time that he comes and sees me he's like i want to do burlesque <laughs> 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 he's got a few drinks in him <laughs> he's like, <laughs> to be fair i honestly feel like he would absolutely kill it like, oh really <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he, i feel like he'd go down really well and like my little brother came to see me um last time and he was like i want to do burlesque because like, so there are so many phenomenal boyless dances because it's not just for like women it's for yeah. everyone but like trans people for it's for people who don't identify with the gender spectrum it's for everyone it's like mm-hmm. it, it is for everyone and because ev- everyone's bodies should be celebrated because 100 percent, yeah 1000 yeah. percent. i was wondering so you um you were mentioning mentioning before that like you went there because you sound like you, you you said that you didn't like your own body and it helped you get some confidence but i'm kind of thinking like what like how did you actually like get started so like if I said I wanted to be a, I wanted to do burlesque, I don't know, I don't know what like what would I do? What would I do? So, what was that kind of that process of you actually like getting into it and coming up with the character and things like that? Um, so I went to um, so I I just decided that I wanted to do burlesque. I don't even know what came into my mind to think yeah. that that's what I wanted to do. I think actually it was because my housemate at the time she did burlesque ages ago. Like she went to a few classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of always in the back of my mind as oh that's something that would be fun to do um and then it was coming up to my birthday so I was like oh um why don't I just look for some classes online and I went online and looked through a bunch of different classes and one um 
little lady luscious is the um person who does the does the classes and mm -hmm. it's um luscious cabaret and she has um these a beginner's course and an advanced course and so i was like well i'll just sign up for the beginner's course and it was the best one um because she had a, a showcase at the end so it felt like it was something to work towards right um, yeah. and i was like well i think i'll just choose that one it was also the best value for money and it just seemed really like cute the way that mm. she was describing it and there was all different like Day, like different types of classes and stuff like nipple tassel twirling and character building and I was like well that sounds great so um I went along to that and I absolutely loved it like it was literally the best thing I met the best people who I'm like still friends with to this day um and we I just went from there really and then I decided that I wanted to do the, the advanced course so did it all over again learned like, lots mm -hmm. of new things and then um, after that, I just started applying for like different shows and stuff um, right. and made an Instagram page and put some stuff up and yeah, <laughs> like just went from, went from there. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. Oh, it's, um, I, I would recommend it to anyone. Like it's, even if you don't want to like do burlesque afterwards and you don't want to do any more shows and stuff it's just so much fun like you yeah. meet the best people we're like a few of us who did the so a few of us who did the advanced course and some people who did the beginners course while we were doing the advanced course yeah. um we've gotten together and we've just we've created a burlesque troupe called yeah. um, nouveau lush and we're going to be putting on like a burlesque showcase um at the end of the year hopefully like covid making sure that it'll be okay yeah. um but like the community that you get from it and like just meeting like-minded people and everyone feels like it's a safe space mm -hmm. so cause, i mean it has to be because you're taking clothes up in front of everyone so like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if you can like cast your mind back to like the first time like you did a performance and yeah. like i remember that i used to be a musician i studied music at university so i had to give like a lot of solo con solo concerts before and i remember having to get like on stage for the first time and then like it there's me and there's an instrument everyone's expecting something to happen and those like the nerves are indescribable when i'm thinking about it for the first time I'm thinking if I'm doing all that and then like taking my clothes off on top of that, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is that? How is this going to work? Um, so I guess, do you know what the thing is for me? I, and I, I feel like a lot of people said this when we, after we did our first performance, it was, it's kind of like a blackout. I'm not going to lie. Like it fully, mm. I fully think that Davina is a different human being to Leah because yeah. like, like when we backstage, <laughs> And I had, I had like a really cute, I made myself this like dressing gown because I, I, I love a dressing gown. And my friends, um, my burlesque friends joke because like all of my routines somehow have involved a dressing gown. <laughs> but I like, <laughs> just love them. <laughs> um, and um, so I was in like my dressing gown that I've made. It was like red and it had sort of like feathers everywhere and stuff. It was really cute. And I was getting ready and I was like looking at myself. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Like, it's fine. Um... And then I just went on stage and I had, I had a bunch of friends in the audience as well because I just invited everyone. Um, and all my friends were like, yeah, I can't wait to see you do this. Um, and I just went on stage. And then the next thing I remember, I'm coming off of stage. And I was yeah. like, and I could hear people cheering. So I'm like, I must have done something. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but my friends even said, they were like, it just didn't look like you. They were right. like, they, they said the person that was on stage who was doing all this stuff and her face was like, oh, look at me. woo!" Because I'm I am not a very sexy person. Like Leah is not sexy. She yeah. is clumsy and just she's just not sexy. But Davina is like yeah. Davina will do it. And it's it's exciting. And they, and they said that they were like, wow, like just a different person. And I think that kind of goes more to like it's it just didn't make me feel scared even though the idea of like me leah going out in a bikini terrifies me but yeah. davina taking her clothes off on stage is eh. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> she's not scared of that <laughs> it's, 
And it's really weird. It's hard to be scared when people are cheering and excited about you taking your clothes off. That's true. That's very, yeah. very true. Yeah. And, and I guess I didn't know that would happen the first time, but because I'd seen everyone else go on stage and everyone else seemed to be quite happy about everyone else taking their clothes off. So I was thinking, well, I hope by the point that I get up there, like, yeah, because yeah, that would have been really awkward if everyone else was getting cheers and then I started taking my clothes off and they were like, silence. I'd be like really rude if you um I think you made a good point that like if anyone is on stage they're taking their clothes off there's gonna be a there's gonna be cheers yeah you can get on stage and and get on stage and do that and like command an audience oh definitely yeah we'll do that and the thing is like I'm not a dancer and (laughs) obviously there are some burlesque dancers out there who that's why I don't call myself a burlesque dancer because I'm not (laughs) um but like there are some people out there who like dance and it's phenomenal but there's other people who just like get up on stage and they don't need to dance but it's still entertaining yeah you can just get just be you yeah or or don't be you be your character (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and it's still entertaining yeah From hearing you speak about it, it does sound as if like Davina is like a whole other person, like yeah, a whole <laughs> other person with like a different personality. <laughs> like, <laughs> Completely different. Kind of like cool, kind of hot, kind of sexy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I find that my boyfriend's like, why why can't I ever meet Davina? And I'm like, because Davina is tired from jumping around on stage. <laughs> Davina is there's two things that Leah and Davina have in common and that is their love of sleep (laughs) (laughs) I guess a good question to ask would be uh, now that like you have Davina and she's um, like you got that they go on stage she performs obviously like before you did burlesque like did you uh, did you see like the bits of Davina's personality come out in your like day to day or anything that you wanted to do before you did burlesque and it could like come out then or did something that could be like a bit of a discovery for you since you started doing it? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't, do you know what, actually? This is, that's really, it's quite sad to think about it because I don't think I was that much of a bad bitch before the thing that came in. Now I'm thinking about, I'm trying to think about before I started doing it. And I'm like, actually, yeah, like that's, wow. See, this podcast has been therapy as well. <laughs> it's, like now I can see channeling like Davina into things and yeah because yeah, I think the only time that I could see like Davina coming out was when I'd broken up with like a previous boyfriend and I started dating but I didn't care sort of mm-hmm. dating mm-hmm. and I feel like Davina was kind of there and she was just like I don't care yeah. <laughs> like, I can do what I want I'm hot and stuff yeah. and I feel like I was like channeling that even though Leah inside was like I'm so scared about everything yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I guess well I think that yeah getting this character um she kind of yeah she does she kind of does come out in some other things and like, I don't know if I had fully realized that before mm. I'd done burlesque yeah, yeah. It sounds like you always had that like inner bad bitch inside of you. Oh, <laughs> right from the start. <laughs> she was just she was just waiting to come out and take exactly. Her um, and it's like I feel like this burlesque is like a good conduit, so she can come out, she can do her thing, and she can like and it kind of I feel like it's nice to kind of I don't know how to describe it, but um, obviously like if Davina is here and she's getting lots of gratification. Sometimes it's nice to kind of like revel in that and like bask in it. And so you can see that like your, like your body and your actions have power. Yeah. And to like kind of like, kind of like take that and like own it and like put it out there on stage for people to see. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think that's amazing. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like I'd really enjoy your, um, your burlesque act to be honest with you. Oh, thank you. You should come um, and see sometime. <laughs> I really, I really want to, yeah, I really want to see uh, some burlesque, because I think, like, burlesque, cabaret, drag, that sort of thing, I hadn't really had much experience with mm-hmm. until, like, until this last month or so. So um, I got into, I mean, I got into a relationship with a, with a like, part-time, part-time drag queen. <laughs> and, um, and he slash she 
has been like um has like shown me like some of the stuff that they do yeah and things like that um yeah i don't like i can say the name yet a fancy designer <laughs> <laughs> we're just like dotting around <laughs> yeah i don't know why i was doing that yeah <laughs> So um since yeah, since we've um since we've been together, um they like do shows at RBT and I've been to one and she's mm-hmm. actually like performing tonight, which I wasn't able to go to unfortunately. But it's like introduced me to like a whole new world of like nightlife and like visual entertainment, yeah. artistry, like stuff like that, which like I don't know, like I'd missed out on really for like good uh, the entire time that I've been in London really. Oh, there's such a and there's such a scene in London as well. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much good. Like, there's especially there's a lot of great drag in London, um, and there's great cabaret. It's so much fun, and I think it's it's nice because it's like a little community as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do I... find the same the same people going to things, and you're like, oh hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet it is. I'm wondering how, so like, how have you been able to like still be, have you, have you still been able to do burlesque now that we're in this horrible coronavirus or have that like, like derailed things or? Well, it's definitely kind of, I do feel for people who, cause this isn't, burlesque isn't my full-time gig. Mm. Um, I, I can't, it's just a, for me, it's more, it's a hobby and like, I like doing it and stuff. Um, yeah. But the, for, I feel for the artists who it is their full-time thing yeah. because it's been difficult to get shows back on out there so I mean any support that anyone can give to artists is phenomenal and like going to shows and mm-hmm. buying tickets and things like that and donating is um, a great way to kind of help this art form to get just get back on track because the government have been doing a fuck all <laughs> 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 so, yeah unless um you want to retrain to become a graphic designer like, <laughs> like <laughs> or have, a career, have a career in cyber yeah have a career that was it have yeah. a career in cyber. No, it was graphic designer because i took the test um i was like graphic designer I got graphic designer or, or like join the police. And I was like, what? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I've done a few online shows um, mm-hmm. and there was one which was like super cool um, called Clandestine Cabaret. And I had to kind of create a music video for it. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun to do because I, I've done, I, I've done a, bit of video editing because I'm normally an events manager and recently okay. with the COVID thing I've had to like do some webinars and I got forced into doing some video editing for um one of the events that I had to do and so I had to quickly learn how to do that but then I created this music video and I I'm not one to boast however I was really feeling that music video that I created <laughs> <laughs> like I finished it and I was like James, and my boyfriend's name, James, come look at this. I'm a G. Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I was like channeling my inner Beyonce and I was like, split screen, two Leas at the side doing something with a Leah in the middle. And like, I was just like so excited about it. So that was really fun to kind of do. Like a lot of people have come up with like really creative ways to keep on doing burlesque and doing cabaret and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, it's it's been good. Like the, my burlesque teacher, um, the Luscious Cabaret, she's been doing online classes um, through Zoom, which have been really good. And I've been to a few of them. I like went to a pinup one and she does like a rock one, which is fun. Um, yeah, so it's it's been different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do prefer, and you obviously you prefer to be in front of a live audience. Yeah, but for sure. There is, something magical about doing a show and getting straight in your pajamas and going to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, is something, there is something magical about that, but I do like a live show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um this whole thing has been like such a period of like just adjustments or like anyone who does like anything creative. Yeah. Anything artistic. Um I know that people like Obviously, if you are a visual artist, if you do shows, you do live performances, you're used to having that like an audience there, a crowd cheering you on. Yeah. 
and so like when you're doing it and like you have to like perform to a camera or something like that it's like a little bit different I remember like when we um so we did the podcast we used to do it live we used to have people like round um we used to all record in one place mm-hmm. and that was that was fine it was great and then when the virus hit we couldn't do that anymore and I was so against doing like the, like the Zoom, the online thing, because I ha- kept having like, you know, like really bad flashbacks, like those bad, like, you know, ITN um, news reports where there's like one person on this side and one person on that side. And like there's always like a five second delay between answers. <laughs> and they have that like, they have like one of them will smile, but then like the, um, the screen would like, it will stop just on their smile and you can just see that really dead, really dead face. <laughs> so awkward yeah. it's like so oh my it's so awkward <laughs> it's just like it's one of those things that you have to embrace like uh life is still going on and I think it's one of those things where like you have to see like an opportunity in like all of the like all of the I guess negativity if yeah no definitely we're gonna um, and some people have been super creative with it and stuff mm. so kudos to them but it is nice to be able to be back on stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what kind of like I see you um, do that to music like what kind of like what kind of music like, what kind of inspiration do you take I always at the moment actually yeah at the moment I've kind of always danced so there, I love rap so there has to be an element of some rap in it mm-hmm. um which I like doing yeah all of my routines have been kind of to some element of rap and they've all actually been by black artists as well yeah um I don't know I think I'm just drawn to that <laughs> um yeah. and yeah she like Davina likes to dance like like hip-hop and that sort of stuff so okay. like, I, I did one my first ever um one was to please me um because I love Cardi B Oh, okay. I'm team then... Nikki over here. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I my at university, like I swear, my friend, we had one album in the car that she had, and it was um, Nicki Minaj's album, and we just used to play that all the time, yeah. and that was all we listened to. So yeah. I do love, I do love a, I do love a bit of Nicki. Um, yeah, I do. I do really like Hardy though. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, but, and then I did Old Town Road because oh, okay. I was sort of like a saloon girl and then she turned skanky, which, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then I did um, a, like a, a bride one where I came out as like a runaway bride to um, Lizzo. Truth hurt. That's the one. Thank you. I was like, Amazing. why? That's what you me. Yeah, I did one to Truth Hurts as well, which is really fun. Okay. Um, I'm approving of the choices of um, of the choices of music. It's <laughs> not that my opinion matters, of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're just if I. The thing is, if if I hear a piece of music because I've got like a playlist um, that I like add songs to, and if I can hear and think of a routine, mm-hmm. then that's what I like want to do mm-hmm. um and so a lot of them are like I'm like drawn to sort of like I, I know I, a lot of the times there has to be like an element of rap in it I mm-hmm. don't know why it just feels like it just flows better yeah. um yeah I'm like at the moment, I'm coming up with a routine because I'm like a massive Beyonce fan um mm-hmm. to um partition which is just going to be like high glamour crystals and fans because I feel like I haven't done that yet so yeah. yeah um so yeah that's that's gonna be hopefully in the lineup soon once i think I that's a great out. song to do it too oh yeah it's i it's it's phenomenal and like i just feel like you just feel sexy listening to that song yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah you have like no idea we've recorded about maybe 24 25 something around that podcast Mm-hmm. You have no idea how many times the conversation turned to Beyonce in like every single <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> you don't know how many times the conversation turns to Beyonce in my life. <laughs> so on this podcast, we have three women that the conversation always, always turns to. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is one. Solange yeah. is another. And you know, mm-hmm. Azalea Banks? 
Yeah. The third, he's more of a controversial one though. Um, <laughs> two one two, literally, that is a jam. <laughs> it's a great song, yeah. Two one two is a great song, and the rapping itself. I mean, I've listened to it countless times, and I can't rap. I like, I can't rap along to it, which yeah. shows like how rhythmically complex the song is. But Lady Banks herself is messy as fuck. Yeah, she she can be super problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Kieran is like her number one fan. My usual Mm -hmm. co-host is her number one fan. So if like if he was here now, I know we were talking about Azalea Banks. Um, I said anything negative (laughs) whatsoever about her, he'd come down like a ton of bricks. Basically, (laughs) give Azalea Banks credit where credit is due. That song is a jam. I don't know. I don't know much of her music, to be fair. Um, but she's got she's got energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she has energy. Like she has, yeah. She has she, an amazing flow. But she's yeah. just messy as hell. She's messy. Oh, yeah, no, she's and she's got messy energy. Has, <laughs> like, yeah. Her is like messy energy, and just sometimes I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Azelia said something. What is she saying now? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. It's yeah. Wild. Yes. Wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> so of the is like a DJ, Canadian DJ, Kate Trinada. He's done a few good songs with her actually. They make you know when they have like two partnerships, like Missy yeah. Elliott and Timberland for instance, like when mm-hmm. they make a song together, which always sounds good. Yeah. They're like that as well. So Kate Trinada, oh. he's like he's queer as well. So like he's a queer I think he's Canadian DJ. He's released two albums himself. They've worked together on two songs and the songs are great. They're like oh, they're fire. I feel like I've checked it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. The um the one is called Along the Coast, which is from Slazy, I think the album's called. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the other one. ATM Jam, I can't remember what the album is called is called. So just to let you know that you know now I am a music nerd, basically. We've <laughs> 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 like pop music. I mean, I'm like a typical gay, so I have like my queens. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm music queen, so um, to, a lot of the time I end up trying to steer the conversation to them. Mm-hmm. But I'll try and keep that to a minimum now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have definitely got into arguments. I feel like I, the way that your co host is about Azealia Banks, that's the way I am about Beyonce. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly hand on heart fully believe that if anyone says anything negative about Beyonce it's because they are jealous I'm like oh, really I'm like there is nothing else you could possibly be <laughs> like to not love her like, there's, there's nothing there's no reason for you not to love her <laughs> I'm sensing big beehive energy from you <laughs> And you'd probably be correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have. So me and my little brother, we celebrated Beyonce's birthday this year. <laughs> like, he, came, he came around. We watched Lemonade. We've watched Black is King probably about five times. Like, the whole way through? Yeah. There was, okay. there was one day where I went to my friend's house and watched it because we're like big Beyonce fans. And one of our friends hadn't seen it, so the two of so me and my friends we watched it, um, and and I had to leave before the end. Mm-hmm. So I came back, and my little brother was here, and I was like, "Oh, I just want to watch the end of it." And he's like, "Oh, but I quite like the beginning song." We ended up watching it all over again. <laughs> I watched it twice, <laughs> twice in one day, <laughs> and I was still loving it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I just, I just the the visuals of that album was phenomenal to me so okay. yeah <laughs> I feel like the song brown skin girl for me like meant everything to me yeah. and this is and I can't even like touch upon how it would be because I I'm clearly like a light-skinned woman and stuff mm-hmm. and so my issues with colorism are completely different to someone who has darker skin yeah. um, and I can completely see like my privilege within that um which is like really important to notice. So for me, having that felt like, oh my gosh, this like this song is like saying everything that like I've ever felt. And then when I was speaking to my friend, like my friend who is dark skinned, she's like, it meant the world to me. Yeah. Like it's she's like all the times I've hated 
the way that like my skin is and she's got like the most stunning skin she never wears yeah. foundation it's beautiful like yeah. it, it literally is like pearls um, yeah. <laughs> and she and she's like it just meant everything to me because I was just hearing like the fact that I just didn't need to feel ashamed for the way that I looked yeah which was which meant a lot which means yeah, a lot. yeah. it does yeah it does yeah. I mean, um, brown skin girl wasn't necessarily directed at me because I'm sure a man, but um, <laughs> but like I understand that I can kind of, I can kind of understand like how it feels to kind of get like some validation on like our brown black skin kind mm. of being uplifted in ways that it just like isn't usually to be honest yeah. with you. So yeah. I totally see that, yeah. Um, the colorism argument, the colorism argument, argument, like the discussion is one that like. I think it's like fairly, like fairly new, like last like five, ten years that I like heard the term colorism. Yeah, I mean, I think I've always kind of known it was a thing, but I didn't like know a word about it. Like I've always, yeah. I've always known that, like, because be, oh, being mixed race, you always hear this sort of like, oh, you think you're so great because you're light skinned and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so you hear that, and yeah. you're like, well. I don't think I'm great because I'm light-skinned. Like, what, why is that putting... Why is that making other people... Because then there'd have to be a negative. And, like, dark yeah. is a negative. Yeah. Like, what? But, yeah. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I used to think similar, like, have a similar line of thinking. I would obviously never have said to, like, a, light, like, a light-skinned person that, like, you think you're better or anything like that. But, like, there have been times that I thought to myself that, like, my life would be easier if my skin was lighter or yeah. that, like, I wasn't as dark as I am and there have been times when I'm thinking that like like I don't know in my teenage years for instance or like just know like, when you're just a bit too dumb to know any better is that yeah. thinking that like uh, that like if people who are mixed race or who are lighter are kind of like actually they're like superior when like that isn't the case necessarily it's just the way that like I don't know sometimes we take on like negative messaging about like our own skin tone Mm-hmm. And that kind of like leads us to like lead well led me. I should speak for myself. Led me to kind of like project that onto like other people when that might ne- not necessarily be the case. Yeah, I, I think that is a thing. But I mean, as much as that's like it's not a nice thing and stuff. Like it's yeah. nothing compared to the fact that like someone had to feel that. Like someone had to like feel for someone to feel superior or to be seen as superior. There's got to be someone that is seen as like not not good yeah. and I think that's the issue isn't it really yeah. like the issue isn't like people thinking oh you're so great because you're like mixed and you're light and stuff the issue is why does someone have to feel bad yeah like that's yeah. that's the problem there and like it's knowing like I know that and I think I've always kind of known that I've had a lot of privilege because I'm mixed race and as much as I identify as a black woman I know that the way that my experience being a mixed race woman is not the same experience as for example like my friends who are first generation immigrants and who have dark skin and who like maybe none of my friends actually do have an accent they're all like super super London but like if someone who has an accent like that that is a different experience to my experience and not that it invalidates my experience but it's it's different and like I know that mine comes with so much privilege because mm. of like where I come from the way I was raised and everything yeah um, but yeah colorism is definitely a thing which I'm so done with <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm super done with it. like I I'm so over like oh uh, just some of the things that I've heard I'm just like are you actually dumb <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong? Like, what is what is wrong with people? <laughs> like, it just makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> Once when I was on Grinder, I was on like the other side of it, and I was like, just talking to a guy who messaged me, and he was like, <laughs> so we were talking about like the Love Island guys, mm-hmm. and he was like, um, so the last cohort, I don't know if you watch it, but there's like, um, there yeah. was one guy, Mike. Yeah, I remember he mine. He was like my ultimate bae, basically. <laughs> he was, I remember when he came on screen and I was like, was 
gorgeous. Bless, <laughs> 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 he's like the complete opposite to what my boyfriend looks like. And my boyfriend mm. was like, um, can we not? <laughs> but, but then my boyfriend was like, but yeah, he is gorgeous. <laughs> like, yeah, he is completely gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. So we're talking about him. We're talking about Connor with a G. He was like mixed race, like. Um, yeah, like I remember him. him. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy was like, um, "Yeah, I don't like, um, I don't like Connor with a G. I only like black men. I don't like mixed race men." And then when he said, so, so when he typed that, I was like, "This is what like this is what it feels like to be on the other side of it." <laughs> yeah. So it was like two. It was like yeah. It was like two. It was like two things that came to my mind. I was like. Oh, this is like this is what it's like on the other side. I think when someone is like <laughs> fetishizing you for being different to like a skin person, and then I was like, "You've got a cheat! You've got a cheat to say this to me, like someone that you've been talking to for like fifteen minutes or so." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's bold. <laughs> that's fucking bold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the the people on the on the app sometimes have no behaviour. I don't oh. have to deal with it anymore, but yeah, he was one. So after he said that, I was like, I didn't respond again. That was the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like, um, that was like, that was a memorable experience that I had with this whole colorless <laughs> thing. But yeah. um, I think the guy was trying to say that, trying to make me feel as if like, I was more desirable because he was saying that he didn't like somebody else. He, yeah, like, I would still consider it like, is a black person and also okay so you don't like someone else oh, great like wh- why i don't if you so if you date someone that looks different to me i don't feel threatened yeah like <laughs> if you decide to date me afterwards like yeah. <laughs> i don't need you to hate someone else to have validation for myself what, yeah. like, what's wrong with you <laughs> the things these guys come out with sometimes is <laughs> why <wild. laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I don't need to explain it to you. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, like I feel like part of being like a millennial, and if you have to like um, do online dating, it's kind of yeah. like, a bit of wildness. <laughs> it's an experience. Isn't it? <laughs> but also, I'm kind of like, how would I meet anyone if I did an online date? To be fair, because oh, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounds like we're both doing all right because we're both in relationships. But, yeah. <laughs> but and I the relationship I got into was from was from these dating apps as well. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but that's the thing because like if a lot of people like, but I don't know where I would meet someone. Like if I'm if I'm out at, at like in the bar with well, when I used to be able to go out <laughs> in the yeah. bar with my friends, I'm. I've always been the type of girl who, like, if, if I'm approached, I'll be nice to you, but I'm with my friends, and I'm not in the mindset to be picked up by anyone. Yeah. I don't know who I am. I'm like, I, I'm not here for you, like, to, yeah. to be fun. And if I'm at work, I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to do no HR nothing. I'm at yeah. work. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I don't know. So I think that before, like, before the advent of Tinder and like Grinder and all the other like dating apps that you can use to try and like connect with someone, I think there were rules of engagement with it. So like, if you look at like, it's like nineties TV shows, for instance, <laughs> like um, if you watch like Friends or Seinfeld or something, mm-hmm. and like one of the common refrains on it was like the whole dating thing, like trying to talk to someone or trying to pick out like this one woman in the bar. So yeah. you can go and talk to her, we've got to make a connection with it. And like things you should do and things you shouldn't do. And like um just remember that like, I think that always stuff about like if you buy a woman a drink, that doesn't mean that she has to go home with you or <laughs> things to that effect. And that that is all that is all a product of like the way we did dating before the internet basically. So yeah. where like you'd have to go out, you'd have to like just go up to someone and talk to them. If you didn't do that, then you wouldn't like you wouldn't you wouldn't find anyone to date or whatever. And I feel because like my boyfriend's really shy, and so he probably like we would never be together. He would never approach me. Yeah. And he was like, if I saw you, I'd look at you and I'd think, oh, she's really pretty, and then I'd carry on with my yeah. day because <laughs> I would not approach you. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be it. And so we would we would literally never meet. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all for a dating app and I get why people get frustrated with it, but I just think it's an opportunity. You're in the same place. You both want the same thing. 
Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> like, yeah. But you're both like in that realm of looking for a something. Yeah. Um, whether it's serious or not. And so there's that it's taken that down. Like yeah. that first barrier of like why is this man approaching me? Am I sitting on his coat or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I completely agree. I think like like good and bad and it's hard to say whether like it's uh i mean if it is a good thing i think that like overall that they were dating up it's just like a lot of things have come with it that, yeah um, that, you, that you didn't think of before but i think that like because of this like the way that we we engage with each other now will be different to, like 15 years ago it means now that like people like let's say because if it was before the internet it would be like expected that the man approaches a woman for instance and that like she, he had to tap her off and yeah. he had to make a decision about like do you, do you want to like trust this person or do you not whereas now like there is a lot more agency that like either person that can have so if it's a heterosexual uh, encounter so that like, there's a um there's a there's a level of agency that like the man can have um with sorry the woman can have with the man or in any type of situation that you are that you didn't really right. get before so for that reason, it is, it is, and obviously if you're meeting someone from a dating app, there is a level of safety that you can have because like yeah. the record that you've spoken to this person and you went to this place at this time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which you didn't get before. Like, can you imagine, like, can you imagine now, like if there was no internet, you would have to like go to like a bar, I, meet someone. How did anyone meet up? And then like, wait for them to what? call you, yeah, wait for them to what? call you on the phone. And if they just didn't call, they just, if they didn't call you, then that, that would eat, basically, that's, um, that's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> what is, like, the, I, I remember when I got my first iPhone and I couldn't actually work out how to call people on it. Yeah. And, like, it's literally all you have to do for a phone. And I was like, that's fine, it can do everything else. You never call people now. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, well, I don't. Maybe that's because I mean, I'm English and I just hate phone calls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, phone calls give people anxiety now. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, like, we're used to just, like, having that instant instant messaging type of thing. But, um, but then, like, you could, like, if you had to, if you had to call them, you would. But then you could go meet this person. They could be anyone. They could be literally oh, yeah. anyone. They could be, like, an axe murderer. They could, like, and then you'd have to just, I don't know, just, like, just, Hope that they're hope that they're the person they say they are. This is true. <laughs> just just hope yeah. they axe murder you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a sign of a good date when they don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild. Yeah, dating before our generation just sounds fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I feel like you have to, most of the time people had to have met their, like, the person they want to spend the rest of their life with when they were teenagers, because yeah. the only way you're meeting someone is at school. So. Mm. School, <laughs> yeah. uni, yeah, with, like, the prime, like, the prime um, space. And, of yeah. course, like, one, well, I guess one of the downsides now of, like, our digital age, I guess, is that, like, there is too much choice now. Yeah. So us being in South London... We could, I mean, you met your boyfriend in Neesden, so he's like on the, on the opposite end of the city. But like London is a big place. I imagine that like if you take that distance between to Birmingham, I think you'd be in different cities, being completely different cities. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so now because there is so much choice, there is so, um, so many people to choose from. It's like people's standards like get a bit higher. And like mm. you could have like you could have something that you think is special with one person, so then want to discard that because you think that you could get better like elsewhere. Yeah, so, like, oh, no, definitely. I yeah, think, I think I mean obviously don't settle, but but I feel like because I, I was watching yesterday, I was watching trash, waiting for another show to come on. Um, that what was it, Married at First Sight or something? Oh yes, yeah. And this one lady was like, I don't want to be with him because I feel like I have to fix him and I just want to be with a well-rounded person she was horrible and the guy yeah. like turned around and was like I don't need to be fixed like yeah. how dare you think that you can do better because yeah. like <laughs> I am a well-rounded person yeah. <laughs> like and she just and she was really taken aback by that and I was like yeah so many people 
think that like they deserve so much better before they give someone a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And, like you just don't really know what you're gonna get with someone from a first date to be fair. It's true. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Like obviously chemistry is important, but I do I do believe in giving people a chance. I agree. Yeah. It's that's it's hard because like a lot of the times when you like let's say you're gonna meet someone for the first time and you get there in the first five minutes, you know, like you have an idea and it's yeah. hard to break out of that. So there tend to like there have been times when there's been someone and it's like you get along with them instantly or there have been people that are like you're not sure about them mm-hmm. and if you're not sure about them you should definitely give it another go because um, they could bring yeah. yeah they could bring something to you the next time around that you wasn't expecting before although i did go on a date with a guy and he did try and do magic and i was like i'm done <laughs> <laughs> like, i can't i can't i'm so sorry like i'm just no, no, please stop. <laughs> it wasn't even good magic. That's the thing. I was like, if this was good magic, then like, cool. <laughs> but this isn't good magic. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a date once with a guy who said to me that like, um, I need to go to the gym because um, he said that I was like a nice person, nice looking, but I need to work on my body basically. <laughs> That is so rude. What the heck? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that is so rude. <laughs> yeah, um, at the time, I was being super nice. So, like, I didn't, I didn't say anything. But now, if someone said that to me, I would read them for filth. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that, was, um, that was a memorable one. Like, wow, well, like, yeah, people, people come up with some wild, some wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Big energy. Hundred <laughs> percent. So we have sometimes we do a, a segment um called um a spotlight, which I wasn't sure if I was gonna do, but I am gonna do this time. So mm-hmm. basically, um, I like to highlight like either something that's by or for queer people of color. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, there's a group called Waste Woman. Um, it's a band, they call them a queer Afro-Asian band, um, of, they call them queer non-binary aliens, so basically, yeah, there's three-piece, they're all non-binary, um, they're, two of them are based in London, one of them is based in the US, and they released their debut album of, their, of the, the same name, so Waste Woman, in October. Um, I listened to it kind of like this week, and I really enjoyed it. I think it might have been like, you know, kind of like one of those like lockdown albums. So um, before, if you were creating an album, you'd go to a studio, you'd produce it, you'd mix it, you'd do whatever. And they kind of like did it themselves, they funded it themselves. And I really like the sound. It kind of, it, it sounds a bit like, kind of like a bit of like queer, kind of like Afro punk, that sort of thing, which is like really fun, really exciting. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not very long. It's only like 25, 30 minutes long and it's quite enjoyable. So, yeah, so I'll make them our spotlight. That is Waste Woman. Waste, Waste Woman is um, W-A-S-T-E W-O-M-X-N So, so yeah, and, um, and I think yeah, everyone should check them out. I will put links to their music in the show notes for this podcast so people can um, People can check them out if they want to. I highly recommend it. I think they're great. So, yeah, so that's it. <laughs> they sound really good. <laughs> they are good, yeah, they are good. Yeah. Um, I recommend them. They're on Spotify. Um, okay, cool. The individual songs aren't too much. I think they're, they're, the song that I like most is actually called Waste Woman. Mm-hmm. So I recommend that one. Um, like They have a lot of like acoustic sounds in it, so... There's not that much kind of like electronic or post-production stuff that's going on. So it sounds quite raw and I quite like that in the sound. Okay. So yeah, that's Waste Woman. And that will bring us to the end of our podcast for today. Oh. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. That is Demita Kurz. Do you have anything anything up and coming that you want to plug while, while we're still here? 
Um, so we do have a show, like I was saying, my troupe will be doing a show on the 18th of December. Um, so if you just follow, um, if you just follow either our uh, Instagram handle, um, which is, which is, (laughs) 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 um, which is, um, oh, it's, it's literally just, it's Nouveau Lush, which is, N-O-U-V-E-A-U-L-U-S-H um, on Instagram or if you follow me at Davina Curves underscore burlesque then I will have all the details for when this show is happening it should be a fun little Christmas show um, frankly Desire is also in the truth so yeah. <laughs> yeah so that should be fun he's a great performer um, they're a great performer as well um, but yeah, that's on the 18th of December at the Albany and it should be a really fun night. <laughs> Amazing. So that is, so what is the night called, sorry? So it's called um, Nouveau Lush and we are in the process of, because we've had to kind of rebrand it. Sure. Um, it was going, it was going to be... Um, what, what did we call it at the beginning? The Amazing Adventures of Bump and Grind, which is what it was going to be called <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but I think we're going to be doing a rebrand and doing a sort of like Christmassy one, and then we'll do The Amazing Adventures of Bump and Grind um, okay. later in the year. So, All right. Well, that's yeah. great. And that is the 18th of December. Yes. Go on to um, the Vina Club Instagram. That will be on, um, on the show notes as well to, um, for more information. So yes, um, we are Black Boy Joy. Well, I am Black Boy Joy. I'm one half of Black Boy Joy, I should say. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Black Boy Joy Podcast. Um, we are streaming on all good streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you are on Apple Podcasts, and please subscribe, you could leave a glowing five star review for us. And um, any questions or comments, you can email blackboyjoypodcast.gmail.com and we will respond to that promptly. So if you've got nothing else to say, thank you so much for joining us, Davina. <laughs> I thought I'd have called you Leah and now I'm calling you Davina. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been great having you on. I really want to see, I really want to watch one of your performances now. Like when you said like um, hip hop with burlesque, I, like, I really want to see how, like, how that looks on stage. So I would look to, um, to be on to uh, come to that show, lend my support, help everybody else as well. Love, would love to see you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, thank you so much. No problem. I had so much fun. It's really, you're really easy to talk to, so it's great. Well, thank you.